Suffolk Site News. Suffolk Site News. Welcome to the Spring Summer 2023 Suffolk Site News. On the front cover, we have five images, and I'll describe them clockwise from the top right. So we have Sylvia choosing from the menu at our uh, Berry St Edmunds Club in the old school cafe. Underneath there we have Elsa the guide dog resting in her in a very stately home on their trip to Ickworth. Then we have the Suffolk Site Juniors Club, Kezia and Layla, who welcomed Easter bunnies. On the top left, we have Amanda, who's fundraising at a local store. And then we have two students trying on simi-specs at a recent outreach event. Supporting you, services. As a beneficiary of Suffolk Site, you will be able to access a wealth of support and information. It's free and you can choose your level of engagement and involvement. Our dedicated and highly skilled team of community workers and technical advisors understand the issues that people face as they live their life with a visual impairment. They have extensive experience and knowledge of the opportunities and choices available to you. The list below highlights some of the areas we can support you with. Daily living and independence, aids and adaptations, low vision, magnification and assistive reading, with referrals to our low vision specialist where appropriate, financial matters, benefits, grants and concessions, safety and security in and around the home, tech solutions, gadget advice and demonstrations, social opportunities and befriending service, advice about services that can help you get out and about safely, children and families support group, supporting us, legacies. As an independent charity, we rely solely on donations, legacies and non-statutory grants to continue our work helping people in Suffolk with sight loss maintain independence and live fulfilling lives. If you would like to leave a gift to Suffolk site in your will, then you can be sure that you'll be contributing to the work of the charity, helping us to reach and support even more people. Volunteering for Suffolk site. You can make a difference. We welcome the opportunity to involve volunteers in all aspects of our work. We have lots of different roles from social clubs to social media, fundraising, administration, transport and befriending. There are plenty of ways throughout the organisation that you can help. Contact us and we can tell you about our opportunities and discuss how best we can support each other. Page one. In this edition, we have our usual message from Jeff Staff, Chair of the Trustees, we have a social club roundup. We have Suffolk site events around the county. We have Safi says, be smart with your TV. We have Suffolk site team news and then other local news and events. 
There is also a reminder on this page that the 1st to the 7th of June is Volunteers Week. Volunteers Week is a chance for us to thank our wonderful volunteers for all of their help and support. You can hear some of their inspiring stories about why they decided to give their time to Suffolk Sight in this issue. And then the bottom half of the page is a large image and it shows members of the Suffolk Sight team, along with members from our clubs from around the county, outside the Ickworth House Rotunda. They enjoyed a tour of the house using assisted technology, which Suffolk Sight helped to develop. Featured is Elsa, Kevin's guide dog, who also appears on the cover. Hello, I'm Jeff. I'm chair of the trustees of Suffolk Sight and welcome you to the spring summer 2023 edition of Suffolk Site News. When discussing what the theme should be for this edition with colleagues, it became apparent that the overriding change since all COVID-19 restrictions were lifted just over a year ago was the increase in the level of activity in all areas of what the charity does. So while there is no theme as such, I'm sure you will see as you read the articles that our dedicated team of staff and volunteers have been and will be extremely busy supporting our beneficiaries in many ways to find solutions to help with their confidence and independence. There was one particular article submission which stood out for me, which epitomised the support we give to people to help with their sight loss and underlines the reason why Suffolk Sight exists. Rather than rewrite the article, I unashamedly reproduce it here as submitted. I hope you find it as moving and feel as proud as I do to be associated with a charity that can make real life changes. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Rigby and this is my story as to why I decided to become a Suffolk site volunteer. I am 60 years old and retired five years ago due to ill health. I was a communications and marketing specialist for blue chip companies. I'm married to my beautiful wife, Jackie, and we live in Lavenham in Suffolk. One day, out of the blue, I suffered a vitreous tear in my right eye, which was treated by both emergency laser and cryo-freezing. I was laid up in a dark room, unable to see out of that eye, when my left eye decided to join in the drama and the left eye retina detached. I was rushed back into the Ipswich Eye Hospital and underwent reattachment surgery. My eye was filled with gas and I was made to lie in bed on my right-hand side for a week, only being allowed to get up for five minutes in every hour. Pretty miserable. My right eye was still healing after surgery, so I was effectively totally visually impaired for about a week. That experience of what loss of sight felt like was very frightening. I became dependent on my wife for the simplest of things, getting dressed, reading, eating, relating to the world around me. I didn't even know what my sight would be like after the healing, if indeed I would have any. Then four weeks later, after I'd recovered some sight in my right eye, my left eye detached a second time, this time curtaining completely. I had another invasive operation to put the retina back in place and also had my left eye filled with silicon oil to stabilise it. My eye pressure wouldn't settle and I was taken back into hospital twice over the next six weeks with eye pressure readings as high as 46 in that eye. There was a big risk of my left optic nerve being severely damaged. 
I decided that if I ever came out the other side with sight, that I wanted to help those less fortunate than myself. I had my last operation over a month ago, and thankfully, touch wood, I've only lost about 40% of sight in my left eye. I enrolled with Suffolk Sight with an open mind to do whatever was needed to help. I've recovered sufficiently well enough to be able to drive and to carry on fairly normal activities. Last week, I drove a totally visually impaired colleague, Kevin Ramsey, to visit Sarah Frost in Debenham, who also severely visually impaired had recently bought an iPhone to help her communicate. Kevin was there to help her understand how to use the phone and be able to contact friends and family more easily. This, we hoped, would help her with communicating with people and hopefully getting out more with extra confidence. As I watched two people, both severely visually impaired, work together, finding a relaxed way with each other, to help each other, listening to each other and feeling their way around the problems, I couldn't help feeling very touched and a bit tearful. To see Sarah's face light up with delight as she made her first call from her favourites call list and listened to her emails and text messages was quite overwhelming. It was very humbling to have witnessed that moment and I was very proud to have been a small part of it. What visually impaired people can do and how they overcome their impairments to as best of their ability really is a life lesson to everyone. As I sat in our kitchen that night, sharing the experience with my wife, we were both in tears with the wonderful moment of the day. I felt very blessed and honoured to have witnessed that moment. So that's why I'm very happy to volunteer to help Suffolk Sight where I can. Who wouldn't? Thank you for listening to my story and a special shout out to Kevin Ramsey for being such a superstar. All the best and love to everyone. Bye now. If you or somebody you know would like to make a difference by volunteering, please get in touch by calling either 01284 748800 or 01473 611 and we can tell you about our opportunities for you to help others. Page 4. Social Club Roundup. We're delighted that all of our clubs are now back up and running after COVID-19. Our vision is that as a Suffolk site beneficiary, providing you have access to transport, you can attend as many of the clubs as you wish. We have included a list of all of the club locations and a timetable of when they meet on pages 9 and 10. We have some very exciting events coming up around the county, including the Accessible Sport of Boccia, a ukulele band, quizzes and even wine tasting. We really can't thank our social club volunteers enough for their work, dedication and care that they put in behind the scenes. They are making such a big difference to the well-being of our beneficiaries in all aspects of their lives. If you would like to visit a new club for the first time, please get in touch with us so that the club leaders will be ready to welcome you. Call us on 01284 748800 or 01473 
611 A bowls club for people with visual impairment. The Lowestoft Blind Bowls Club is now called the Lowestoft Visually Impaired Bowls Club and is open to anyone with sight loss. It is a friendly club for adults and children of all ages. If you would like to have a go, you would be very welcome to give it a try. You don't need to have played before as the club members are more than happy to show you with some tuition. The group meet every Wednesday morning. In the summer they play outdoors and in the winter they move inside. If you would like to join in, please get in touch. Call Michael on 01502 567181 or Gail on 01502 514700. Page 5. Why I Love Volunteering by Jean Miller. I have been a volunteer since 2012 because I wanted to give something back to the charity which had helped my late husband cope with his failing eyesight. The care and consideration he was given by the community worker at the time not only helped him but helped me as well in my role as his carer. Consequently, I feel I am now in a position to be able to assist someone who is visually impaired because I am aware of the problems they can encounter in their daily lives. How I am involved in the club. With the help of the committee members and other volunteers, I am now involved in running the Shotley Peninsula Club. This involves organising regular committee meetings and a monthly social event providing entertainment and tea where everyone, beneficiaries and volunteers alike, spend an enjoyable afternoon together. And there's a lovely photograph here showing members of the Shotley Peninsula Club celebrating the late Queen's Jubilee. Were there similar celebrations for the King's coronation? You'll have to wait for the next edition. Page six, the Suffolk Site Juniors. This group meets on the first Saturday of every month at Red Gables, Ipswich Road, Stowmarket, IP 14 1BE, from 10.30 to 12.30. The group provides a meeting place for school-aged children with a visual impairment and their families to come along and chat, share information and have fun together. Sessions this year so far have included a music workshop, decorating flower vases and an Easter themed session, which included a very special visit from some Easter bunnies. For more information on the Suffolk Site Juniors, please contact Amanda Eaves. Telephone number 01284 748800 or email a.eaves at suffolksite.org.uk and Amanda's surname is spelt E-A-V-E-S. We have two photographs here. One shows one of our juniors joining in with their craft activities and the other one shows our juniors enjoying making a fuss of some special guests as rabbits join them for their Easter meeting. Page seven, Karen Cade loves being part of a team. I am Karen and I am chair of the Woodbridge Social Club. 
we meet once a month at Woodbridge Football Club for entertainment and tea. Eight years ago, I was thinking of retiring and a friend wondered whether I would like to help with Woodbridge Social Club. I had no experience of supporting people with a visual impairment and I was not sure if I would be able to offer much to the group. The Felix Stowe and Shotley groups kindly invited me to their meetings and I enjoyed them so much that I did not hesitate when I was invited to a Woodbridge meeting. Felix Stowe and Shotley have been very supportive with ideas and suggestions for our meetings. I love being part of our team of volunteers and I cannot thank them enough for returning after the pandemic. Leslie Hodgkiss, who was the community worker for the Woodbridge District, has mentored and guided me in my role as chair and she has become a true friend. Our guests are great fun and I enjoy our meetings very much. I have learnt their stories and love their good humour. It is a privilege to know them. And there is a photograph here of members of the Woodbridge Social Club enjoying music entertainment provided by the Harbour Lights Trio. Page eight. Here we have a couple of photographs We've called them a right Royal Haverhill knees up. The images show members, volunteers and the mayor of Haverhill enjoying celebrating the coronation of Charles III at their April meeting. Lisa and Mark Maidment. Mark and I have been involved with the charity for around 20 years. Mark started when the charity took over the resource room in Felixstowe where he volunteered firstly for Ipswich Social Services, then went on to run the resource room for another five years for the East Suffolk Association for the Blind. Mark and I then got involved with Felixstowe Gun Club for the charity around 15 years ago. We were both asked to join the Felixstowe Committee approximately nine years ago, hoping to introduce younger people to the social clubs as we found they only generally attended the shooting. Mark felt strongly that being registered severely sight impaired, he could bring some of his own experiences and insight. In the nine years, we have been able to work with the committee to bring younger members to the socials and arrange entertainment that is not only aimed at the elderly. The members have a lovely afternoon with plenty of food and laughter at Mark's jokes. They all say what a great time they have had. We are both now more involved than ever as Mark is vice chair and I am treasurer and acting secretary and taking on more roles. We expect to restart shooting at the rifle club shortly after they have completed their relocation to new premises. We hope that by joining the committee and injecting some young blood, we have helped make the social group fun and exciting. And the feedback from entertainers and visitors has always been positive. All of this is only possible working alongside a great committee and a dedicated team of volunteers. And there is an image here showing Lisa and Mark running one of their popular bingo sessions. Page nine. Here is a list of Suffolk site social clubs. The Beckles Club meets on the second Wednesday of every month between two and four and they meet at Blybergate Hall, Blybergate, NR 349TF. The Brandon Club meets on the first Wednesday of every month between one and three, 
and they meet in the Brandon Town Council building, Old School House, Market Hill, Brandon, IP 270AA. The Berry Vips meet on the fourth Tuesday of every month, 11 until 1. And they meet in the Old School Cafe in St John Street, in Bury St Edmunds, IP 331SJ. The Felixstowe Club meets on the third Thursday of every month between 2.30 and 4.30, but when the clocks go back, they meet from 2 until 4. They meet at the Trades and Labour Club, 182 High Road West, Felixstowe, IP 11 9BB. The Hadley Club meets on the second Thursday of every month at 10.30 and they meet in the URC Community Room in the Marketplace, Hadley, IP 7 5DL. The Halesworth and Southwold Club meet on the second Thursday of every month between 2 and 4pm and they meet at Spexel Village Hall, Church Lane, Spexel, IP 19 0RQ. The Haverhill Bats meet on the last Wednesday of every month between 2.30 and 4.30 and they meet at the Bowls and Cricket Club, Manor Road, Haverhill, CB 9 0EP. The Lowestoft Club meets on the last Tuesday of every month, except for December, between 2 and 4pm. They meet at the Lowestoft 60 Plus Club, Clapham Road South, Lowestoft, NR32 1QS. The Pakenham Club meets on the second Thursday of every month, between 2 and 4, at the Village Hall, The Street, and Pakenham, IP 31 2JU. The Shotley Club meets on the last Wednesday of every month between 2 and 4, but in January and November it's between 12.30 and 2.30, and in July and December they have outings instead. They meet at Stutton Community Hall Manning Tree Road, Stutton, IP9, 2TA. The Suffolk Site Juniors Club meets on the first Saturday of every month, between 10.30 and 12.30. And they meet at Red Gables, Ipswich Road, Stowe Market, IP14, 1BE. The Stowe Market Club meets on the third Monday between two and four and in June and December they have outings instead of their meetings. They meet at the Rookery Bowling Club, Fimborough Road, Stowe Market, IP 14 1PN. The Sudbury Club meets on the first Wednesday of every month between 11 and 1 and they meet at the Weaver's Tap Queensbury House, Sudbury, CO10 2HX. And finally, the Woodbridge Club 
meets on the third Wednesday of every month between 2 and 4 p.m., except for the months of January, February and September. And they meet at the Town Football Club, Finn Road, Martlesham, IP12 4LS. Page 11. Come and join us as we reach out across Suffolk. We are really looking forward to getting out and about again over the summer months this year, talking to the public about our work and raising vital funds. The first of the many events we will be attending is Cars on the Green at Bardwell on the 28th of May. In addition to a display of beautiful classic cars, there will be charity and craft stalls as well as food. So why not make a day of it and come and visit us? While the past few years have been difficult for small charities such as Suffolk Site, with the cancellation of so many village and district events, we are delighted to be able to have our stand at the following. On the 27th of May, we are at What's About Hadley, and that's at the People's Project, the Guildhall, Hadley, from 10am to 2pm. On the 2nd of July, there is the Haverhill Show on the Recreation Ground, Camps Road, Haverhill, from 10 until 4. The 28th of August, there is the Lions Gala Day at Nicholas Everett Park, Alton Broad. If you would like to support us but are unable to visit any of the events, there are many ways in which people can help to ensure we are able to continue providing our vital services for free. Here are some suggestions. Make a regular donation. Organise a fundraising event. Donate your unwanted items for us to sell or use as prizes. Hold a collection tin in your home or business. Leave a gift in your will. Or sign up for the Suffolk Site Lottery. If you would like to discuss any of these ideas with us in more detail, please do get in touch. You can call the office on 01284 748800 or email us at info at As a small independent charity, Suffolk Site does not receive any statutory funding at all, so we rely on legacies, donations and fundraising events to keep us solvent. Page 12. Safi says, be smart with your TV. Trying to watch television with a visual impairment can be a frustrating task, but did you know that your current television or set-top box may offer features that are designed to make this task easier? Audio description. The audio description or AD feature provides an additional soundtrack to the program you are watching, where a professional narrator describes visual aspects of the show during gaps in the dialogue. This description may include a character's appearance and physical actions, or any on-screen text. Voice control. Many smart TVs, as well as the SkyQ and Virgin 360 set-top boxes, offer the capability of switching channels, searching for programs, and opening menus by the use of voice commands. There is usually a designated button on the remote control to activate the microphone, but some television models provide a hands-free mode via a microphone built into the television itself. Speech feedback. Many smart TVs also provide speech feedback. When turned on, 
the on-screen text is read aloud by a synthetic voice, enabling you to read and navigate through the TV guide and menus independently. Unfortunately, not all the additional apps on your smart television will currently support this feature, but accessibility is improving all the time. SkyQ and Virgin 360 both have voice feedback available, but not all screens outside of the TV guide are supported. Again, this software is constantly being developed, so watch this space. We have an image on this page of Safi. We also have one of Mel Maidman, one of our tech advisors, talking to our Berry VIP Club. High contrast and magnification. Many smart TVs and set-top boxes have a high contrast mode which displays the on-screen text of guides and menus in an alternative colour contrast which helps to reduce the effects of glare, often lighter text on a darker background. Some will also provide options for larger text, making guides, menus and subtitles much easier to read. Activating these accessibility features will differ from device to device, but can usually be done via a designated accessibility section in the settings menu. And there is a large image on this page which shows a Samsung Smart TV screen illustrating its accessibility features. Page 14. Increasing our team's understanding of sight loss and other conditions. You will have seen in previous editions of the newsletter that Suffolk Sight has welcomed new members to the team. One new member asked whether we could provide training and up-to-date information about the various eye conditions that our beneficiaries might experience. Raj Hanspel, consultant ophthalmologist at the West Suffolk Hospital NHS Foundation Trust and an ambassador for Suffolk Sight, is running a number of lunchtime sessions, giving our team a clinically based view on what types of eye conditions we will see on the rise and the numbers involved. It is apparent from these sessions that as we all live longer, those conditions which manifest themselves in later life will lead to a proportionate increase in those that need both clinical intervention and everyday support. The sessions also cover the changes in treatment that have occurred in the past, which have had significant benefits for those affected. But the overall message was that demand for both clinical treatment and community support will continue to rise and that both hospital trusts and charities like Suffolk Site will need to plan for this. Our thanks to Raj for giving up a number of his lunch times to provide this bearing in mind the ever-increasing demands on his time. In addition, several members of the team have completed a mental health first aid course, and everyone took part in the magnifier training session run by our very own low vision therapist, Mark Sturgis. In March, we welcomed St Elizabeth Hospice to teach us about compassionate workplaces. And we have an image on this page which shows Raj Hanspel with members of the Suffolk site team at one of his lunchtime sessions. Page 15. Suffolk Site Looking Ahead Telephone Counselling Service. A big thank you. The Looking Ahead service continues to grow from strength to strength and is still in high demand. Since the service was launched, we have supported over 50 beneficiaries who are struggling to cope with the emotional impact of living with sight loss. This essential support is entirely dependent on us managing to raise funds and we could not do it without the help of generous donations. We would like to express our thanks to Pennington Property Letting and Management, Woodbridge, 
for their very kind donation from their charity fund. This latest donation is in addition to those previously received, including those from East Suffolk Council's Hidden Needs Programme and the Mrs Smith and Mount Trust. Such donations allow us to continue supporting our beneficiaries across Suffolk. Introducing Chris, our new Befriending Coordinator. Having taken over the role of Befriending Coordinator in January 2023, I've been overwhelmed by the very generous and kind work carried out by the volunteers and staff at Suffolk site. It's been great having the opportunity to go out with the community workers and tech staff, not only to witness firsthand the practical help they give, but also to meet some of the people Suffolk site supports. A constant theme is the great comfort and pleasure beneficiaries get from, from the befriending service and the feeling of being helpful and the sense of satisfaction volunteers achieve from what they do. Since starting, the number of individuals across the county requesting befriending has increased considerably. Therefore, an important priority at the moment is to recruit more volunteers. If you are interested, or know of anybody who might be able to spare a little time, weekly or monthly, please look at the Suffolk site website for more information or contact us directly on info at suffolksite.org.uk or telephone 01284-748800 and we'll be happy to discuss it further with you. Finally, thank you and best wishes to all our volunteers for the great work you do. Chris. As part of National Careers Week, we were invited to take part in the volunteer fair at 164 College. It was a fantastic opportunity to chat with the students about volunteering, community engagement and learning new skills. Some of the students also tried on our semi-specs, which replicate visual impairments. The image here shows two students trying on our semi-specs. East Anglian Beer and Cider Festival 2023, from the 23rd to the 28th of August. We're delighted that the East Anglian Beer and Cider Festival is back at St Edmundsbury Cathedral for another year. This is one of our favourite events of the year, and we can truly say it puts the fun in fundraising. The more hours of help our volunteers can give, the more money we will raise. Volunteer roles include bar serving, admissions, token sales, customer service, and helping to set up and take down the event. You will get the chance to meet lots of people, enjoy the music, and have a great time. If you would like to register to volunteer, please go to the website rb.gy slash f3ole9 to register your interest and name Suffolk Site as your nominated charity. And the image on this page shows Jeff Staff and a fellow volunteer from another benefiting charity at last year's festival. Anyone can sign up, so please feel free to forward this link to any family or friends who you think may like to get involved too. 
We were delighted to be able to have a store collection at Tesco in Stowmarket in the run-up to Christmas. We had some great prizes in our tombola and it also gave us the opportunity to talk about our services and volunteering opportunities. The image here shows a member of our team at Tesco in Stowmarket with a lucky tombola prize winner. Page 17. Eye conditions explained. Charles Bonnet syndrome. Charles Bonnet syndrome is a condition where you can experience visual hallucinations. It can happen to anyone as a result of sight loss and it's not caused by a mental health problem or dementia. It's often linked to eye conditions such as age-related macular degeneration or cataracts. The hallucinations can be patterns such as shapes or lines, be of people, animals, objects or places. It can be moving or still. It can be in black and white or colour. It can happen suddenly. And they can last for a few minutes or several hours. Causes of Charles Bonnet syndrome. Charles Bonnet syndrome is linked to vision loss. When you lose your sight, your brain gets less information from your eyes than it's used to. Your brain sometimes makes up for this by creating hallucinations. Not everyone who loses their sight will get Charles Bonnet syndrome, but you're more likely to get it if your sight suddenly gets worse or you lose sight in both eyes. Treatments for Charles Bonnet syndrome. There's currently no cure, but over time the hallucinations usually happen less often. If you're finding the hallucinations upsetting, speak to your GP. They can refer you for talking therapy that can help with hallucinations. Help and support. There are some charities and organisations that provide information and support for people with Charles Bonnet syndrome. Esme's Umbrella. They can be found online. You can call them on 0207 391 3299. The Macula Society, who also have a website, and their telephone number is 0300 30 30 111. And the RNIB, who have a lot of information on their website, and their telephone number is 0303-123-9999. This information has been taken from the NHS website. Page 18. Keep up with the latest news with talking newspapers. Suffolk site can help you access a variety of talking newspaper services. Our community workers and tech advisors are on hand to help get you set up. Whether that's getting signed up and started with a postal system or helping you with simple voice commands for books to be read to you through a smart speaker. Local talking newspapers. Many of the local talking newspapers are run by a team of volunteers taking on the roles of editors, readers and producers. They produce either a weekly or fortnightly news recording. The talking newspapers are available on a memory stick using boomboxes, through a talking newspaper app and other media forms. Find out about the latest news in your area. For Berry St Edmunds, we have News Talk and their website is 
www.stedmondsburynewstalk.org.uk. We have Sound On, which is the Ipswich and District Talking newspaper, and their telephone number is 01473 610437. News Talk, the Sudbury Talking newspaper, their telephone number is 01787 468535 and they have a website which is www.sudburynewstalk.co.uk. There is Sound East, the lowest often district talking news. Their number is 01502 539656 and their website is www.soundeast.org. We have the Three Rivers, which covers Beckles and Bungie, and their telephone number is 01508 518723, and they have a website which is www.3rtn.org.uk. Waveney Words Talking Newspaper. Their number is 01379 608774 or 0330 2233452. And their website is www.wavenewords.org. National Talking Newspapers. Known as talking newspapers and magazines, the RNIB have a wide range of magazines and newspapers available on CD or USB stick, containing selected highlights of articles and features from high street newsstands. This is a paid-for service and full details and costs can be obtained from the RNIB. If you require any assistance or would like more information, please do not hesitate to contact us on either of our office numbers. Page 20. Get online, get connected. Do you need help with your device? Whether it's staying in touch with loved ones, shopping online or accessing services, we can offer help and support. Our drop-in sessions are for everyone, whatever your ability. We can offer advice on accessibility and assistive technology. Find out about the latest apps to make life easier for people living with visual impairment. Come along to the Lowestoft Library, Clapham Road South, Lowestoft, NR32 1DR, from 10am till 12 noon, on Saturday the 20th of May, or Saturday the 17th of June. On the back cover, we have an advert for our Equipment and Information Day. This is taking place on Thursday the 8th of June between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. in the Council Chamber, Town Hall in Ipswich. And the postcode is IP11DH. Come along and explore the latest products and technologies for blind and partially sighted people. Try out the latest equipment to help you remain independent at home and at work. We will be joined by some of the UK's leading suppliers. Associated Optical, British Wireless for the Blind Fund, 
humanware, sight and sound technology, cobalt systems, Optelec, professional vision services, and VisionAid. Advice and support will be available from local organisations and charities, including Sensing Change, Blind Veterans UK, Macula Society, and Sound On, the Ipswich and District Talking Newspaper. This is a free event and the venue is fully accessible. Suffolk Site has two offices. We can be found in Bury St Edmunds at the Disability Resource Centre, 4 Bunting Road, Bury St Edmunds, IP 327BX. Our telephone number there is 01284 748800. Our office in Ipswich is at 19 Tower Street, Ipswich, IP1 3BE. And the number there is 01473 611 Our email address is info at suffolksite.org.uk. You can also find us online and on Facebook. Suffolk Site is a charitable incorporated organisation and our charity number is 1183608.